happy holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. Please rise as you are able. The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your own span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the, the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The word for life. Okay, be seated. I say good evening to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Food smells good. I'm ready to eat. My father grew up with a single mother, battling mental illness and drug addiction in the Bronx, New York. 
He never knew his father and had to often fend for himself when it came down to it. Dad and his sister were shifted back and forth between his grandparents and his mom throughout most of his childhood. Stability definitely wasn't lacking and uh, often so were the basics like enough food to eat or clothing that fit properly. Not too long ago, I said to my dad, you sure have had a, a difficult life. And he looked at me with a surprised look. Why do you think that? He asked. I feel that God's grace has always been at my back. That sort of gratitude of looking at life, not with a sense of entitlement or bitterness, but with thanksgiving, is amazing to me. It really is one of the major things which distinguishes a, a happy person from an unhappy person. Are you grateful for what you have? Or are you angry that you don't have more? In researching for this sermon, I found that over and over and over again on the list of what makes uh, for happy people, expressing gratitude for what we have comes out at number one every time. So on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus entered a village and ten men with uh, skin diseases approached him. They kept their distance from him. Now, the skin diseases would have been leprosy. And according to the law of the day, any person with leprosy was considered unclean. They were outcasts. They were required to live away from the other people and cry out, unclean, unclean, whenever anyone approached. But these lepers must have heard about Jesus. They must have heard that Jesus was really a special guy who broke the traditional rules, ate with the sinners, healed the sick, raised the dead, and touched the unclean. So when Jesus comes along, instead of crying out, unclean, unclean, these guys raise their voices and cry out, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. And literally, the text says that uh, the ten lepers raised a voice. They called out to Jesus in unison. And interestingly enough, their response to the healing will be in sharp contrast to this unison stuff. And when Jesus saw the lepers, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. Why did he say that? Well, because if a leper were to ever be blessed enough to actually recover from disease, a priest had to uh, certify that the person was indeed clean before he or she could return to the community. Now, let's backtrack here just a bit. Again, it says that when Jesus saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan each see the man in the ditch. But it's only the Samaritan who stops to help him. Later, Jesus blesses his disciples for what their eyes see and their ears hear. And Jesus seeing the lepers means more than just physical sight. Just as when one of the ten lepers saw that he had been healed, he returned and praised God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Here in Luke, seeing Seeing means more than just physical sight or seeing with our eyes. It means perceiving the opportunity to be merciful to another, and it also means the recognition that God has been merciful to us. The right response, therefore, to other people in need is to show them kindness, mercy, and love. To bind up their wounds. To give them something to eat 
something to drink, clothes to wear, visit them when they are sick or in prison. And the right response to God when we have been healed or helped is not to presume that it's something we deserve or are entitled to, but to praise God for God's saving mercy, for God's saving grace. It is a privilege to show mercy and serve God through serving others. Again, it is a privilege, a privilege to show mercy and serve God through serving others. It is a privilege to be served as well. It should sweep us off our feet and cause us to go running to our Creator, Sustainer, and Savior with praise and thanksgiving. I love how it says that the leper fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. In Revelations chapter, excuse me, Revelation chapter 7, beginning at verse 9, we get a picture of heaven. It says, there was a great crowd that no one could number. They were from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They wore white robes and held palm branches in their hands. They cried out with a loud voice. This would be in unison. Victory belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood in a circle around the throne and around the elders and, uh, and four living creatures. They fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. When this leper in Luke saw that he was healed and returned to Jesus and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, he was celebrating, worshiping the one and only God who had not only healed him physically, but spiritually forever. In verse 19, Jesus says to him, Get up and go. Your faith has healed you. The word used here for get up is the same word used for resurrection. Like the prodigal son, this man was dead and is alive again. The salvation that Israel had been longing for as part of the age to come had arrived in this village that day. And it had graced this man with a faith he didn't know he had. And this guy wasn't even an Israelite. He was a Samaritan. A hated foreigner. The other nine guys got what they wanted from Jesus. They had been healed. But only one of the ten had received more than he had ever dreamed of asking for. The kingdom of God had implanted itself in his heart that day. Jesus said to him, Your faith has healed you. And in this case, the man's faith wasn't expressed by his request for help, but by his gratitude, his thanksgiving, his worship of God. It has been said that gratitude may be the purest measure of one's character and spiritual condition. The absence of the ability to be grateful reveals self-centeredness or the attitude that I deserve more than I ever get, so I do not need to be grateful. It seems to have taken the Samaritan leper a double outcast to recognize grace for what it is. Do we recognize grace for what it is? Are our eyes able to see and praise God for what we have, for what God has given us? I think this, as this lesson asks us this question. What do we see and what do we, what do, we do when we see? 
Do we see the needs of others? Or do those in need just not catch our attention? And what do we, what do, we do when we, when we do see that? Jesus saw a need and acted on it. And when the leper saw healing, he didn't just celebrate his good fortune or mutter to himself, it's about time. He returned to praise God and fall on his face before Jesus. Mother Teresa told this story. One evening, we went out and we picked up four people from the street. And one of them was in a most terrible condition. I told the sisters, you take care of the other three, I will take care of the one who looks worst. So I did for her all that my love could do. I put her in bed, and there was such a beautiful smile on her face. She took a hold of my hand as she said two words only. Thank you. Then she died. I could not help but examine my conscience before her, and I asked, what would I say if I were in her place? My answer was very simple. I would have tried to draw a little attention to myself. I would have said, I'm hungry, I'm dying, I'm in pain, or something. But she gave me much more. She gave me her grateful love. And she died with a smile on her face. Gratitude brings a smile and becomes a gift. The grateful person reveals that they, they have a humble spirit and a sensitivity to the love that others give them. The grateful person sees the merciful acts of others as an experience of God's grace. The grateful person is able to see Jesus in the other. Now let's face it, life itself is a gift. Health is a precious gift. The friendship of others and the love of family and special friends are an overflowing grace that we are to treasure with gratitude. So what do you see? What do I see? Gratitude and being thankful is an expression of our faith. Are we self-made individuals beholden to no one, or are we blessed daily in so many ways, in ways that we cannot repay? Faith, like thankfulness, is our response to the grace of God. And for those, like my father, who sees only God's grace when they could easily be angry and hold grudges, all of life is infused with a sense of thanksgiving, and every encounter with another becomes an opportunity to see and to respond in the same spirit as the grateful leper. May we all be thankful. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Amen. is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Be seated for everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. We just had announcements last Sunday, so we don't need to go through all of these. I should have watched them out already. I'm just going to kind of flip through very quickly here. We're not going to even go through some of these, okay? So just bear with me. Look at my pretty graphics. Yeah. Okay, not that one, not that one. Just move along here. Keep on going. We're going to get to... In fact, we're just going to go through a couple of things at the very end here. This one is important. Of course. Okay. 
So Gavin, yes. how long was that song? 20 seconds. Why? Because that's how long you need to wash your hands. That's a minimum amount of time to wash your hands to do any good. Please, folks, wash your hands. Let's get this pandemic under control. Um, get vaccinated. This is ridiculous. Go get vaccinated. It's not really for you. It's for other people. So you can stop spreading this and killing people. Practice social distancing. Get vaccinated. Wash your hands. Every time you think about it, wash your hands, dry them, and use hand sanitizer if it's, if it's available. Okay? 20 seconds is the minimum amount of time it takes to wash your hands to get anything done. You're not killing any germs by going by 10, by going 15, by going by 19. 20 seconds minimum to kill the germs. That's a long time. I don't care who's behind you in the bathroom. I don't care. You get your hands clean. You wash them. It's very simple. Very basic. We can do this. Become more hygienically aware of each other, of ourselves. We can get this under control. Okay? Don't forget, today immediately after service, we have the potluck Thanksgiving. Potluck Thanksgiving. So I'm ready to eat. Yeah, so this year, again, we're doing our annual um, D-U-L-C N-Y-E, Dodge Church Life Church, New Year's Eve, the 31st. Uh, more details to follow. That's just the kind of promo I, I've done, I uh, worked on and got for us. So it was kind of cheesy and cute. So I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. We always have fun. Even if it's a small group or a big group, we have a good time. And it's, you know, it's a lot cheaper than going out. And it's a lot less hassle and you don't have to deal with all the crazies. Right? Yeah. You got up easy today. It's the end of our announcements.